Yeah. Yeah, man. Happy Wednesday. Uh, I'll have I'll have my NFL, uh, what is coming up here, week seven? Week six, week seven? I think it's, no, I think week seven is what's coming up. I don't know. I can't. Who fucking knows? Anyway, uh, I'll have those uh, in, a, in an upcoming podcast soon. Week six. This week is week six. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's not week seven yet. Uh, <laughs> so I love horror movies. I mean, I love horror movies that actually do something to me and it's it I don't really I'm not a huge slasher guy I've never been into like Freddie and Jason uh Michael Myers I you know the first Halloween is fine it's it's a it's it's good I like the first Halloween it's a it's a classic the rest of them no thanks I've even the I mean I've seen the recent it's just like just dumb I don't I don't I don't I don't know, Michael Myers. Anyway, uh, but I love I love the stuff that's like truly just scares me. And that's, everybody has their own, you know, that's all subjective. What scares you is different from what scares me and so on and so forth. But every so often there's something that, uh, <laughs> that goes deep, like that, that, on a, on a, on a, I don't even know, on a psychological level, but even deeper, like on a, on a sort of childhood, on a childhood fears kind of level. And, uh, my kids showed me this video on YouTube the other day and it's called the rolling giant. It's by this guy, Kane pixels who does, I don't know. I've never been up on anything on YouTube. Like I don't, I I find out stuff usually like years, maybe even decades after they went viral. Like I'm not sure when Chocolate Rain came out. I mean, it, what 2006, 2007? It was it was at least a year or two before I even knew of its existence. I was at work and somebody was talking about Chocolate Rain. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, Chocolate Rain? And uh, you know, and so any of that shit, I don't I don't know it. I don't seek it out. I don't care. There's just like I have enough distractions and enough things that cause me to just scroll and lose track of time. I if I if I get going on YouTube, because sometimes I do, and then I I just it's the wormhole opens and I fall into it and it's it's a black hole and I never come out. So I and I have kids who are teen and preteen. Uh, one's about to turn fourteen in a couple of weeks. One just turned twelve a couple of weeks ago, and. Uh, yeah, so so they they are up on all this stuff because that's that's all they do. They're either playing video games or they're on their iPads and they watch shit on the YouTube and all that. And you know what? Uh, so anyway, so my so the other night and I and I love to watch. I love to have some taffy and watch a horror movie. And even the ones that stink are still at least like if they're done well enough, it's still good. I've talked before about Malum which we watched back in this, I don't even remember, May, April, I don't, I don't remember when we watched it, but we watched it at some point in the last couple of months, it came out on iTunes, and I loved it, because you could, they have, there's so many things, first of all, CG is not scary, has never been scary, I'd like to say will never be scary, but I'm sure someone will do something, I've, I, I shouldn't say that, I've seen some things where they have like, these there's this one guy on Instagram and I wish I could remember his name to give him credit but he does these little short videos 
and they're so fucking creepy and they're so good and uh and and it's all you know it's all rendered stuff that he you know animated computer animated stuff but it's so detailed i mean he this guy must spend i don't i can't even imagine and it's only they're usually like 30 seconds to a minute long and it's usually and and they they tug at those sort of childhood fear sort of strings and it's stuff that's that's when you really get some good shit is like what are you scared of when you're a kid i mean you're scared of the dark you're scared of the we're always kind of the fear of the unknown but like legitimately when you're a kid if you see a scary monster or a scary witch or a scary whatever i i saw fucking snow white in the theater when i was like three because they re-released it in the movie theaters. It might have been the first movie that I went to. It's it's my it's my first memory of a movie. And my dad took me and I think my cousins or something. It was a weird like it's just such a it's such a faint memory and I remember very little else except when that goddamn old hag, the old you know, the queen, the old witch, whatever you want to call her. Uh, she slowly, like, outside of Snow White's window, her face pops up outside the window with, like, a demonic sort of grin and all that stuff. She's going to eat the apple. I I don't know. I hate Snow White. But anyway, uh, scared me fucking half to death. Just her face outside the window. And then just, so just, like, the thought of that. It was the first time that it occurred to me, like, oh, my God, what if I am sleeping in bed? And I look out the window in the middle of the night and there's a creepy old witch staring at me and it fucked me. And I still, I mean, I don't like Snow White because it's a boring ass movie. Uh, great for its time. It's a classic. I get it, you know, but it's not like, oh, let's watch Snow White. I'm never going to, that's, I can't imagine that's something that I'll ever say. And, uh, but, but yes, I, <laughs> I will, and when I was a kid, I would, because I had like a, I think either I or my sister, we had like, you know, you have, every kid has like all the Disney books, and I had like, there was a Sleeping Beauty book that I loved to read, because I liked the colors of the three little fairies, uh, Merryweather and whatever the fuck else their names are, and uh, um, I thought that was a good, uh, yeah, I, I liked, I liked Cinderella, uh, and I'm sure we had a Snow White picture book too, and I would, and then I would go like I would look for any of the pictures of the of the old the old hag, the old crone, or whatever they called the queen when she turned into the old lady. And it was I, yeah, I thought it was very scary. And there's shit like that that I always like. I think, what if like a, what if an even bigger, uglier, more hideous, scary face just? What if I'm just sitting at my desk, and there's a window right to my left? And what if I just turn, I'm looking out the window, enjoying a yeah, beautiful, oh, look at the beautiful trees, what a beautiful, whatever, uh, or it's raining, oh, and then all of a sudden, just slowly, like, this thing just rises up outside the window, and I say, what the hell is that? And then it's just this giant, uh, demonic face, like the size of the window, that you sh- or I'm sleeping in bed, of course, we have curtains closed, so, but uh, let's just say I'm sleeping in bed, and I have the window open. And the curtains open, and I look out, and there's, you know, there's shit like that that goes back to childhood. And uh, and Malum to me was one of those things because they didn't do CG, they didn't do, uh, you know, it didn't try to be all like, uh, 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 I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. 
Um, there's a word that I'm looking for and it's escaping me, but they, uh, they just, they just went like old school props, makeup, costumes, creepy ass fucking ghouls and shit coming out of nowhere. And it was fantastic. And I loved it. And, you know, it, it just, I, I thought it was great. Same with cobweb, which I need to watch again. Cause I've, I've forgotten a lot of it, but they had similarly, they had creepy monsters that you could see. And it wasn't just like the threat of the creepy thing or an invisible creepy thing that we're never actually going to see. Or maybe we'd see a little bit in the shadows or a, a quick little ghost face in the mirror or something like that. No, it was like, here's some fucking ghouls and you're going to see them and we're going to linger on them for a long time because we feel confident that we have made some scary shit. I think that's the other thing too. I feel like, man, don't you, aren't there's so many artists in the world. You can't find somebody who could just draw up a really fucking scary thing. You could go to Google images and just type in scary shit. Maybe don't type scary shit because then like, who knows what that's going to bring up. But like, you know, scary ghost face, scary, <laughs> something like that. You can, And you get like scary fucking things. And so it's like when they have these CG sort of movies where you don't really see anything and it's just jump scares for the sake of jump scares. Hey, look, jump scares work on me. That shit works. It's like, you know, go to the, go to the old classics. And then we just watched this... Uh, Let's see, what else? The Evil Dead Rise that came out a few months ago. I think at the beginning of the summer. Loved that because they have, you know, it's the, it's the classic Evil Dead, you know, the book and the, this and it summons the whatever, the evil. <laughs> and, it, and it takes over the mom's body and, oh my God. And then, you know, the, she comes out of the tub and she's like, mommy's with the maggots now. It's much scarier than the way I said it, but it's still good. Um just all that shit and like when she's in the looking out the peephole and oh my god and we watched something last night that it was called it lives inside and uh it's it's basically um it's about like the 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 ghost or the ghoul or the the evil thing is from like indian uh folklore indian you know deem all the, the the many gods and demons uh like the many Hindu sort of gods and 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 monsters and demons and things and uh, evil spirits and so forth, and it's this it's this girl who has this jar, and the jar is in it lives inside the jar, and 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 she and it's an Indian girl and she's at school and her friend and she's trying to tell her like all that shit's real. All that stuff that we've been taught since childhood, all the monsters and all the things, it's all real. We're fucked. She doesn't say it quite like that. That's how I would have said it. We're fucked. Don't you get it? We're fucked. <laughs> anyway, so, and and the other girl slaps the jar out of her hand and she's like, oh, you're such a fucking psycho, you crazy bitch. I don't think she says, she does call her a psycho and then she smacks the jar out of her hands in the in the locker room and it falls and breaks and then you see the black sort of smoke coming out and all anyway and uh and so and we eventually get to see this entity for a while it's just sort of an invisible thing that everybody's like anyone who can see the evil uh is is you know bug-eyed and like oh my god and it's like okay i mean that's scary it's good acting i believe that you're really really terrified but then we get to the end and we actually see it not as well as I, but still, you see it. 
uh, that movie that I was talking about on Hulu with Caitlin Deaver, uh, no, no one will believe you, something like that. The girl who lives alone and the aliens show up and, and terrorize her and, 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 and it just shows, and those are CG, but they're kind of like the CG works to their advantage because it looks so cheesy, but it ends up being like kind of, whether intentionally or not, adds sort of a creepy element to it. Um, and I guess for aliens, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of that sort of cliched sort of alien looking, you know, kind of the big, big eyes, the big head, and then really skinny little twiggy sort of bodies. So I guess maybe that would be hard to get somebody into a costume like that. I don't know. Um, what else? Uh, and then you have, uh, so that was good. Um, we watched last week, uh, I realized like, Hey, I haven't watched American Horror Story in like five years. And that was always like must see every year around Halloween, around September, October. They come out with a new season of American Horror Story. And, you know, the first one was The Haunted House. And that was that was good. Although it was sad, like it was a little too dark for me. It's like everybody sort of just dies and their ghosts. Sorry, spoiler. It was 2010, 2011. <laughs> so sorry to spoil it but the, yeah all the people who live in the house i think they all die and it's just you know it's good but whatever and the the asylum one was okay was good uh and the clown circus carnival whatever it was you know with uh is it mr jingles is that the guy's name he's creepy as hell and there were some good ones i liked the hotel one i liked the election one uh couldn't get through roanoke Oh, the witches, uh, the coven one that was pretty good. Like that. Uh, then they had the end of the war, the, the apocalypse, which I watched some of and was like, okay, this is good. And then didn't finish it for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, did maybe it just didn't hold my attention. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Then there was, I feel like I'm missing a couple. Yeah. Hotel. Then there was the election one. I, I really liked that season cult. I think that was, yeah, that was great. I I thought that was excellent. Uh, then there was the, oh, the, there was the summer camp, like Friday the 13th type slasher thing. That was the last season. That might have been 2019, maybe something like that. So that was the last season, I think, that, that I watched. And so we went back and we watched over. We watched the one, uh, I forgot the name of it, but the one in New York City. And it's basically taking place during the 70s and 80s into the early 90s, I think. And, you know, there's this, there's this, it's, it's obviously supposed to be like HIV and AIDS. Um, but it's just a good story. It's like, yeah, there's God, you look on IMDb and everybody gives everything like terrible reviews. And that's why I don't look at that. I, I look at it afterwards just to see like, did I, did everybody else like this as much as me? And the answer is almost 99 times out of a hundred. No, because <laughs> everybody seems to hate everything. And are people going on the internet to give positive reviews? No. Something good happens. They're like, wow, cool. That was nice. Something shitty happens. I must go directly to the internet and voice my frustrations. Like, do you think I'm going on the internet to talk about how much I love Comcast? No. I go on the internet like yesterday when I'm in the middle, middle of a meeting and my fucking router resets, which it, I mean, admittedly, Comcast is pretty reliable, pretty consistent, at least in my experience. Uh, and then yesterday, shit like that happens where I think it's my 
Because a lot of times, you know, work, IT will push some new update or something and you have to do a reset and it's like some, sometimes you can delay it a couple times and then you get to the point where you're, you've run out of, you know, delay by one day, delay by one day, delay by two hours, delay by – and then you get to the end and all of a sudden all your shit just starts shutting down because you've run out of <laughs> delay buttons and they're just telling you, yeah, we're shutting your ass down right now. Um, and I thought that's what it was yesterday. It wasn't. It was just my modem, for whatever reason, just went offline because everything shut down and I had to reset it and it took fucking forever. And, uh, and so I'm, you know, I'm ready to go on Twitter and, and tag Comcast and tag Xfinity and be like, hey, do you guys make a Wi-Fi that works all day long or do I just have to, you know? And then I'm thinking like, I've had Comcast for eight years this has happened like less than five times. And some of those five times have been like there's an outage in the area. And I think two of those times was just a random, the modem just reset. Otherwise, it works great. Do you think I'm going on every day that it works fine to be like, hey, guys, loving the fact that my modem's online all day, every day. This is great. No, I'm going on to be like, hey. After eight years and only having this happen maybe twice, it's happened again. You suck. But my internet came back on and I didn't go online and do any such thing. Uh, (laughs) But the point being, what was the point? (laughs) Oh, yeah, the point was you go on these you know where where people can leave review you in a metacritic and you see like the people who get paid to do that for a living you know ebert and that stuff and uh rope or whatever isn't it whoever's doing reviews now i don't even know uh and then you go to yeah you go to like imdb and you look up and everybody's got the ratings for every episode of something or every movie and a lot of times it's just like same with like the itunes reviews you can't trust this shit because what happens is People will go online and they'll give something a one-star review or a two-star review because it's too woke. <laughs> because there's a gay person in the movie. Or, you know, or God forbid they have like a main character who's not like a straight white guy. And they're just, you know, their little sensitive little pea brains can't handle it. And they go on and they're like, they're, they're, they're too woke. Um so yeah, so like I don't, I just, I go out of my way to not look at any reviews until after I've watched the thing. Because then I can, I can just sit. I know nothing about this movie. I don't know what people think of it. I barely even know what it's about. I watched, maybe I watched the trailer, maybe I didn't. And I'm hoping it's good. If it's good, then that's awesome. If it's not, then that's fine. And then there's the rare time where it's so good that it's like, oh, that's what I want. That's the high that I'm chasing. I want to be, I want to be scared to death <laughs> not literally okay scared half to death let's so but i but i but i come back from the grave every time or i don't even make it to the grave um and i'm and, and all of this is to say that yeah i enjoyed this movie called it lives inside am i gonna watch it over and over yeah probably not but it's there and maybe we'll go to it next year at halloween maybe i don't know malum i will watch that regularly and cobweb and and there was another one recently and i can't think of it uh something that had it was pretty pretty scary but anyway the thing that we watched the other night uh monday night we were sitting there and we're watching stuff oh and i was american horror story uh 
probably my favorite of anything they've ever done was the first, they had one a couple years ago. I think this was from 2021 and it was called American Horror Story Double Feature. And the first, there's 10 episodes, I think. The first, I think, six episodes are one story. And then the final four or five, it's a completely different story altogether. And I thought they were both really good. But the first one in particular, it takes place in, in Provincetown, uh, out on the Cape, during the winter. <laughs> P-Town, as they say, and it makes me chuckle every time because uh, I picture P-E-E. <laughs> Hey, let's go on vacation in P-Town. Ooh, that sounds good. You're in for a real treat in P-Town. I don't know why that's not their, like, tourism slogan. You're in for... F- <laughs> You're in for a golden shower of fun in P-Town. Uh, oh, God. Anyways, hold on. Just going to see. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um... And it's got the guy who played Dandy in the in the carnival episode, uh, carnival season of American Horror Story. He was in a couple others. I think he was in Hotel. And anyway, he's really good. He's really really good. And uh, and he he it's you know there's there's some shining sort of parallels. You know, New Englandy uh, winter, and the guy's a writer, and he's. You know, they're staying at the, they're renting this house or they're caretakers of this house. His wife, oh yeah, the owners of the house, you know, it's like their vacation home on the beach and it's winter time. So these uh, husband and wife and his daughter, they go to this place and the wife uh, played by Lily Rabe, Rab, whatever, uh, who's in most of the seasons of Horror Story, she, um, she's like an interior design person and she's basically redoing their their home that's like i think that's the trade-off is they get to stay in this home and the husband can work on his next uh, big writing project and the wife can uh do her thing fix up the house make it look real pretty and the daughter is like a violin prodigy so anyways the guy the writer finds out that there's this pill and you can take it, and it'll give you the ability. It it hones in whatever your great talents are, whether it's writing, whether whatever. Uh, it'll 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 pull all of that to the surface. You won't get distracted. You won't hit a hit a writer's block. You will just be so focused that you will be able to churn out the best things ever created in a matter of hours in a matter of days you'll just and he just writes nonstop he's got it i know it and he submits it to his agent she's like this is the best thing i've ever read uh, blah, 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 blah. and uh quentin tarantino quentin tarantino wants you to write his next movie he does but nobody writes quentin tarantino movies except for quentin tarantino well that's how good you are you're going to get like oh my god everything and uh the only catch is the only caveat the the side effects to this drug, if you will, uh, is it gives you uh, an unquenchable thirst for blood. <laughs> and luckily, uh, somebody in town, played by uh, Billy Billy Lord, Carrie Fisher's daughter, who's excellent. She's in a bunch of those seasons too. She's fantastic. She's great in everything. She's just she's just fantastic. Uh, just like her mom was. Um, she plays, uh, you know, she, she's she's created these like false teeth that you can put in, and they're basically fangs, 
<laughs> so it's like this pill just turns you into vampires essentially, but you can go out during the day. And if you have great talent and ability, it will help you. It will enhance all of those things. And you'll, you'll write like you've never written before, or you'll play your instrument like never before. And yes, the daughter stumbles upon these pills and has one. And then she's, she's playing even better than she ever did. And now she has an unquenchable thirst for, yeah. And, and it's just, it's just fantastic. It's so good. It's so good. I didn't love the last episode. They kind of, you know, it's just like, oh, it really is. Somebody should have given them one of those little black pills that looks like a black licorice jelly bean. So they could have been able to finish it better. But it was still it was still great. Probably my favorite of anything American Horror Story has ever done. And then the second part of the double feature is like aliens in the 1950s and 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 area 51 and uh i almost said area 54 they should have like an alien themed disco club and call it studio 51 or area 54 area 54 i don't know anyway (laughs) so you can you can it's a mashup of the two things You, you get it you get it all right fine all right i'm not i it's not all home run these things come to me and I spit them out and maybe they're, maybe they're good. Maybe they're, anyway. Uh, so I'm just saying these are the things that have given me such great joy in the horror department. Oh, and another thing, and it's coming out tomorrow. The guy who does those, uh, the haunting of Hill house and, uh, you know, all those ones with Elliot from ET, uh, Henry, whatever the fuck his name is, Henry. Henry E.T., I think is his name. It's got Henry E.T. Uh, in, uh, yeah, the, the Haunting of Hill House and the Haunting of Blythe Manor. And then they did, uh, a few years back, it was the also like a vampire kind of thing. A black, uh, what the fuck is it? Midnight Mass. All fantastic. I love the atmosphere. The The first two, The Haunting of... Hill House and Blythe Manor are really, really scary. And then they, and then you get to the end of both of them and it turns out that it's just really sad. And I, I hate that. It's just like, oh, that's what the scary thing was. Oh, shit. That's too bad. Um, <laughs> it sucks. It's like, oh, that's, that's just sad. Um, but they've got like the fall of the House of Usher that he's doing. And it looks, it looks excellent and if it ends poorly i don't care because the the beginning of those things it always scares the shit out of me it's just scary about like the big mansion or the big you know don't go into that wing of the house because that's where the ghosts are don't go into that it's just like oh my god it's unbelievable it's it scares the shit out of me uh so i'm looking forward to that hopefully that will scare the shit out of me the new american horror story season is like I don't know. It's got, it's Emma Roberts, who I'm not crazy about. And Kim Kardashian is in it. (laughs) And like very few of the regular, anybody who watches American Horror Story, it's a lot of the same actors return for uh, most, sometimes all of this. There's certain ones, uh, you know, what's her name and what's her name and what's his name who've been on like pretty much all of the seasons. And then there's, and then there's what's her name and uh, the other ones who are on like some of them and yeah it's all good. Um and this one has like I think two of the recurring 
two of the actors who are on most of the seasons and then everybody else is like and I don't know if that was because of the actor's strike and the writer's strike and all this stuff that they kind of just were like okay we'll get some scabs and we'll get Kim Kardashian and like people who aren't uh bound by the by the 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 contracts and the rules and regulations of the of whatever guild they're in uh and it's like eh, it's okay so far it's not it's not uh it's okay um but anyways i say all of this and it took me almost a half hour to get there to tell you that basically what i'm what i do when i watch these movies hell house that was an there's a bunch of those found footage ones and then that movie called Sick with Gideon Adlon that was on Peacock, which is really good. And the same guy did this other movie that I can't remember. And it's a woman who's driving and she passes a guy on the road and he kidnaps her and he's, she's a prisoner in his basement and it's like out in the woods. And it's, it's good stuff. That's good shit. Uh, but Hell House, the first Hell House, the found footage thing. Found footage stuff gets me uh, pretty much every time. If it's if it's done right and it's done well, it's really 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 good. I, I know people don't like that; they think it's a you know the gimmick has sort of run its course. I don't I don't care. I don't care if it's a gimmick. It's, if it still scares me, it still scares me. Just like the one that they made that was like during COVID, and everybody's just on the Zoom call, and the stuff starts happening, and it's like okay, nice, well done, really well done. Um. Uh, just like, okay, Blair Witch, another great example. First time, it only happens once, but you watch Blair Witch in 1999 in the theater, and it scares the shit out of me, because, like, uh, my my good buddy Keith, who hipped me to this movie and was like, look at this website, this is actual footage, they found videotapes, this, these three college kids, 20-somethings, whatever they are, went out into the woods to find this witch, and creepy shit was happening, and it's just their home movies, and they died, and the, their footage has been recovered, and they released it as a movie. What? And that's the first time that you've seen anything like it, and it scares the shit out of you, at least scared the shit out of me, and then you get to the ending, and it was like, oh, okay, that's, all right, well, I'll never watch this movie again, but it was good the first time, and that's it. It's good for one <laughs> one time only it's scary and then it's not scary at all um the ring was another such movie that scared the fuck out of me just creeped me it just like lingered with me uh and the the ring um and then the and then the other one the grudge the grudge was creepy they cashed in on the whole you know the spooky white chalky ghost face with the black dark jet black hair that's that's scary, and then in the in the grudge, she made that noise that uh, that was fucking that was a nice touch. Those were good. I don't care for them now. I don't think they're that they didn't quite hold up. I don't think. Um, the Shining never found it to be scary, but I just I love the creepiness of it. The atmosphere is fantastic. It's great. Uh, Scream, the first Scream movie. That got me. I thought that was excellent, seeing that in the theater and then just watching it over and over and over when it came out on video. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, you know, and there's, so there's a few over time that, like, that really, that really, uh, Hereditary is another one. Um, 
I don't know. There's, there's, there's a few over the years. And they really have that special ability to just, just terrify me in the best possible way. And I was talking to my kids, because my kids aren't scared. Like, we sh- we've shown them, like, every, oh, the Conjuring movies, those are, the Nun. I love those. Because it's like a creepy thing, and you get to see the thing that's creepy in, in most cases. And that's, uh, that's nice. I love it. And I think what's happened in my older years, my advanced years, as I'm, I'm quite old, I'm, of, <laughs> I'm quite old and withered. And I think what happens is I'm realizing that I'm like, why are you going to watch horror movies if it's not going to scare you? Or at least make you feel like something, some sense of like something. And because I have like, I have friends who are fans of horror movies and they've never been scared or they claim to have never been scared by a horror movie. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But does that, does that like, does it make it less fun? I don't know. All I know is that in my, in my, uh, in the last few years, I don't know, last five, six years, I think what I've found is like, just like, let yourself be fucking scared. Let yourself like, turn it all off. You know, don't be a fucking tough guy and be like, it's just, a, you know, just fucking like get immersed into this shit. And it doesn't work for every single, some stuff just sucks. Um, but I've, I've really found and, and, and yeah, oh yeah. Like X and, 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 and Barbarian and, uh, uh, Infinity Pool and all these things. It's like, just let yourself be fucking, just, just get into it. Don't. Don't look at spoilers. Don't look up reviews. Don't look at anything. Just, just get immersed into this, which let's be honest, Taffy helps with that. There is a almost direct, (laughs) direct correlation, uh, with the, uh, after a 20 year hiatus, the resumption of my, uh, my consummation of Taffy and and the my enjoyment of my renewed and not even renewed but just like my enhanced enjoyment of horror movies and i also just my enjoyment of movies in general cuz there was a time where i really kind of got out of movies and was like um you know like i just want tv and now i'm kind of back cuz like like i said in the last podcast like how good have movies been lately like the last like couple of years it was like okay I know we had the pandemic and there wasn't much and the stuff that did come out went right to streaming and a lot of it was crap. Um, and then we have now like, did people just have that time uh, and, and to not have like the pressure of deadlines and like, I, I don't, I don't know, but stuff is coming out and like, I don't know, are there more like independent things? Like people can, there's there's better technology on a smaller budget that makes, you know, you can get movie quality stuff. You know, professional high level Hollywood quality, studio quality effects and production and all this stuff for like, you know, you could probably somebody who's really good and capable and talented could probably film one of these great horror movies on an iPhone because the iPhones are so great and the software that you can put on your Mac and edit these things and all the post-production stuff and the effects. And, and I'll get to this in a second because I'm still blown away by this video that I saw the other day. I have, I still, I'm still teasing it. Hold on. I'll get there. I'll get there. I promise you. 
Um, you know, you can, so I think what's happening is you're just getting, and, and some of them are misses and some of them are hits and some are grand slams to me. And, and it's just like, okay, now kind of like with music, right? Like you just, there's no longer, um, you know, you think about certain decades and you think about a certain type of music because we, I think we forget like how quickly we're evolving in those things, how fast it's all going. And somebody even, uh, I forgot what, what the hell I was watching the other day, uh, talking about how, uh, I think it was a, a movie or a TV show or something. I don't know. But talking about how technology has now outpaced our emotional ability to adapt to the technology because now it's just going so fast. Yeah, what the hell was I watching? I can't remember. But where they said, if you took somebody from, uh, you know, I don't know, 1000 BC and dropped them in like, you know, uh, hundreds of years later, they would adapt pretty well because some stuff has changed, but a lot of it is, you know, it's pretty, pretty similar, you know, maybe changes in architecture and stuff like that. There's, there's improvements, but it's not like, oh my God, if you, but then, and then if you took somebody from 1973 which was only 50 years ago, and dropped them in 2023, they'd look around and fucking pass out of all the shit that we have. Like, just 50 years ago, nobody had a computer in their home. Nobody had, I I don't need to go through it. I mean, there was, in 1973, we had a few genres of, you know, you had the, you had the big band and jazz, and you had rock and roll, and you had some soul and Motown, and the very early beginnings of hip hop and the very early beginnings of like, you know, <laughs> Giorgio and like the sort of techno and, and synthesizer based stuff, just the beginnings of that. And it's like, you can think of a decade and you think of like, I think you think of the forties and, and look at Sirius, Sirius XM. You can go and there's forties junction. It plays music from the 1940s and it's all very similar. And you can go to the 50s channel, which I never do because I don't really, that's the one decade that I just think sucks. (laughs) I don't, there's like the idiots who want to go back to the 1950s. And I just think, why would you want to go back to like the most boring period maybe ever in American history Uh, and the crappiest music and, you know, all this doo-wop soda shop bullshit. Uh, The only 1950s I'm interested in is, is uh, October 29th, 1955, or whatever the date is, uh, in Hill Valley, California. That's that's exciting to me. That's fun. Anyway, in the 60s, you got, like, rock and roll and Motown and, like, yeah, whatever. In the 70s, you've got all that crappy rock and roll music and 80s with new wave and hair metal and the 90s with grunge and alternative and hip-hop and, you know, all these things. And you can you can kind of, like, hear music and associate it with a certain period of time. But now you just have everything. You go on iTunes, you go on Spotify and or YouTube or Amazon, whatever, wherever you get music, you just go and you can just get anything. And now the AI and the algorithms like will, will put together playlists. They will like these automated playlists based on your listening habits. And you'll go to the playlist and be like, Oh my God, it's fucking, these are the songs that I've been looking for. And because every genre of music is being created all over the place at all times because you don't need to be rich to do this stuff. You don't need to have 
uh, you know, the nicest instruments in a big studio. It doesn't hurt. That's nice. But you can have your own studio in your house. You can get the, you know, you can soundproof a room in your house. You can get the microphones and it's not cheap. It's not free. They're not good, but you can like, it's so accessible to more people now and everybody has their own taste. So if you, you can go on Spotify and listen to new stuff that sounds like old stuff, but it's new. And so like, there's no longer going to be like the music that defined a decade. Not, Not really. I mean, yeah, top 40 stuff, obviously like Taylor Swift and, uh, I don't know, Post Malone and like Drake and all these, uh, you know, yeah, okay. There's some big names that just sort of like everybody knows, but mostly it's just stuff that like you could be listening to an entire playlist of rock and roll and your friend next to you could be listening to an entire playlist of rock and roll, all from stuff that came out like in the last year and they're completely different. And you may never hear the stuff that your friend's listening to, and they may never hear your shit, and this one's over here listening to hip-hop, and this one's over here listening to this, and it's, there's just so fucking much. And uh, that's my, my, my only thing is to just say, like, yeah, now it's, now it's really, like, the same thing with movies and TV. If you just kind of, uh, you know, go to this streaming service or that one or go to iTunes and just search carefully enough, you're going to find... Like, okay, there's some shit here that's actually pretty good. Oh, they're coming out with, like, comedies now that I'm, I'm quite enjoying. And, uh, and it's like, yeah, because everybody can just make anything. And if you don't like the stuff that they're charging you for, you can go over to YouTube, and this is where the real fucking geniuses are, posting stuff that they're just making on their own with, uh, you know, this, these great, like, this great technology and stuff that we all kind of have access to. And it's, it's truly... Like, oh my God, it's, it's like, it's incredible. So my point of all of that is to say that in my, in my ongoing quest to be scared out of my wits, uh, my, we were sitting there watching some, uh, we were watching the, the new Haunted Mansion movie, which is a lot of fun. I love it. Um, it's exactly, and that's the other thing too. People aren't trying like, what have we been doing, like, the last 30, 40 years? Overthinking shit. You know, you get, like, a Super Mario live-action movie in 1993, and it's... I still haven't watched it because it looks so bad, I didn't care. Same with the Street Fighter movie. I actually... I like the Mortal Kombat movies in the 90s. Um, what else? And then, of course, Ninja Turtles. The first Ninja Turtles movie was like, yeah... That's what we wanted, and you gave it to us. Live action, the Turtles, Shredder, April O'Neil, fighting the Foot Clan, New York City. It's the Turtles. Good job. And then, and 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 then they would just come out with you know like Michael Bay just fucking ruined so much good shit. Like he just fucked the Transformer. Fr- like what are you doing, man? And the first one wasn't that bad. Now that you look back to the other ones that came after that, because they're so trash, trashy, garbage, fucking crap. And of course, I say that, and I own all of those movies on <laughs> on iTunes, just because, like, oh well, oh they've got the whole bundle for ten dollars. Okay, and then I buy it. I'm like, I'm never gonna watch these. I hate these movies. Why did I buy these? I did the same with the Fast and the Furious. They had like the whole collection. I'm like, yeah, okay. 
maybe I'll, I'll watch these to see what all the fuss is about. And then I play like 10 seconds of it. And I'm like, I don't want to watch any of this shit. I don't want to see Vin Diesel like ever. He sucks. Um, anyways, but like you can, you can just, there's not only is there so much stuff out there that's new and exciting and different, whether it's on YouTube or if it's actually, you know, a studio produced thing. Um, but now they have finally, they finally somehow some genius figured out, oh, what if we took these beloved franchises and these beloved IPs and just did the stuff that like the people actually like about those characters. What if we made a super Mario brothers movie? That's just, it's, it's beautifully, you know, it looks as bright and as vivid and brilliant as the video games themselves. And the characters are fun and they're funny and they're likable, just like the video games. And we're not going to put any, like, there's no, not really any sort of major, like, lessons it's just 90 minutes of fun mario because that's what you do when you play mario it's to escape the real world oh i wonder if that would work hey what if we did that for um spider-man just had like this really fun new art style and it's just it's not like all these extra it doesn't have to be overly dramatic but it still is and has heart and it doesn't have to it's just action and it's fun and it's funny and there's parts that are sad but it's like it just keeps moving like yeah it's spider-man what if we did that for the ninja turtles okay now you got a great new cartoon ninja turtles movie and uh and the barbie movie which was fantastic and like and 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 they you know they're starting to figure out like just just give people what they want to see and now that there's so many places that you can spend your money i feel like they're just being forced to do that now we have to enjoy it because eventually all these streaming services and everybody complains. There's too many streaming services. Don't complain because, okay, if you don't like one, then don't pay to have it. Or, you know, maybe subscribe to it for a month to see the show that you're waiting to see or the movie that you want to see and then unsubscribe. But don't, because one of these days, it's just going to be like, it's all, you know, the pendulum swingeth uh, one way and then back the other way. And eventually you're going to get just like everything else in life where it's all just owned by like one or two companies and they're going to fucking, they're going to tell you what you want to watch. Like has been the case for most of the time, you know, back when there were like three television channels, you watch what they gave you and you fucking liked it. Now the difference is there were three channels. So there were a handful, uh, you know, a few dozen shows that came out every week and, you know, maybe 50, 30 to 50 great writers and they're all working on this stuff. So you're getting like good, now there's five zillion shows. And as somebody, I don't know who said it the other, but like there's five zillion shows and you know, maybe a hundred good writers. And it's like, yeah, it's not all going to be good. It just can't, it just can't be. Um, but it's, there's enough, uh, there's still enough brilliant people out there making their art and it's a lot of good stuff. So you might have to search it out a little bit, but it's just fucking great. Uh, and people are figuring out like, okay, we have to just make shit that people want to see because they're not going to go. And especially now, because people are going out, you know, it's the pandemic changed a lot of people's habits of like going out and stuff like that. I mean, the movie theaters are still packed from time to time. If there's a big thing like a Top Gun and you know what Top Gun gave us? 
just everything you want, just fucking planes flying around and Tom Cruise doing his usual thing and, you know, all the bullshit. Big, big, big bucks, big action, big everything. And it, and it worked. And, uh, and then they did the same, you know, with all the, the movies that came out this year and it, it worked. And, uh, and, and it's just fantastic. Uh, and, and so, like, you can get any kind of music you want. You can get any kind of movies you want. And, and now you have people who are making things um, with a very low budget, stuff that looks... And, and it doesn't have to look like the big polish... Because that's the other thing, too. When you have all these fucking things coming out of a handful of studios, and they're all using, like, the same crappy CG stuff, it all just looks the same, and I can't stand that. And that's why you don't want... Like, look at Netflix... They churn out shit every five seconds, and it all fucking looks the same. It's all boring. Not everything, obviously, but you try to watch something that's like, oh, here's the number one trending thing. I'll check it out. And it's like, what am I, what am I looking at here? What is this? It looks like every other fucking piece of crap on this, <laughs> on this stupid thing. Um, so that brings me to Monday night. We're sitting around, and I'm trying to, like, what? We got some new horror movies that I bought. We watched one Sunday night that was with Alicia Silverstone, and they were like, I guess they were kind of like vampire. I, I couldn't follow it at all. Granted, I was also playing Halo on my laptop, but my wife was fully paying attention and was just like, I, this is so weird and confusing, but maybe I'll watch it again, because it wasn't bad. It just was weird. And so Monday night, like, okay, are we going to watch a movie? or what are we? And, and my oldest was like, hey, let's watch The Rolling Giant. I'm like, what the fuck is that? That sounds stupid. And, and my, I guess my wife had watched it with my oldest child and my youngest child had seen some of it too. And like, yeah, it's not that great. Let's just, you want to just watch it? And like, there's, there's some slow parts, but it's like, okay, it's 40 minutes long. Like, uh, all right. I don't know what it is, but don't tell me anything about it. Let's just watch it. And so we put it on, and it's this guy walking through the woods. Like, okay, he's driving around, and the and he's walking through the woods, and like, okay. <laughs> and then he stumbles upon this opening, and he goes down this very, very long staircase. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, what? Did he film this in like in Giza? Like, how? Where is there a staircase this big? And then my kid tells me, no, it's CG. The whole thing is CG, other than the shots that he did outside in the woods. That's real. Everything else is CG. And he gets down to the bottom of the staircase and he opens this door. And then it's like, okay, yeah, that does look kind of computer generated. He opens this door and he's in a, a store. And I'm like, what is this? What, what is he in Babbage's? And of course, my kids were like, what the hell is Babbage's? Or like GameStop back when it was good. They had EB and they had Babbage's. And I miss them both. <laughs> Not that GameStop is bad, but it's just like, ugh. anyway. Um, <laughs> so so yeah so like okay this this uh, he's in like an so we walked down this staircase that took him oh, like seemingly uh, like half a mile underground because he was just walking forever and then like is he in a mall and then he gets out of this store it's just an empty store and then he's out in a mall and it's like oh okay this is like an abandoned mall that's been closed and uh and i'm like okay so he probably the the first parts were cg and then he probably went and either snuck in or had permission to use this mall because it looks, it looks like any mall ever. 
It's got like all the details. It, it looks like exactly there's, you know, some things left over signage about stuff, you know, like, oh, here's the art gallery and here's this the AMC theater and, you know, these stores that are no longer there and there's this cafe and everything's closed. It's, it's clearly been closed for a while and it's uh, whatever. And he's walking around and I'm just like, what is this? Is this like, is this going to be a scary thing? I don't even know if this is a scary thing or if it's just dumb. And, uh, and then he, he pans over and there's this fucking giant, oh my God, this giant, I don't know, puppet sort of looking thing with a big beard and a creepy face and it's a, and in, in like a black shroud and it's like 20 feet tall and it looks like it's in like a fucking mop bucket <laughs> and, and its arms are sticking out creepily like a scarecrow and he's got like sticks and twigs in the end of his arm and it's just sitting there and he's like, whoa. And the guy's narrating, he's like, oh man, that scared me, I didn't see that. Boy, that's, that's really, wow, that's uncanny, that, that puppet. I didn't, I didn't even know it was there. And my kids are like, yeah, it's just a puppet. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, so it just happens to be like a creepy puppet in the mall. All right. And then the kid's walking around and he turns around and the puppet's gone. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Is he going to be, he's going to be hiding from that creepy fucking hideous, uh, horrible, terrifying puppet that's 20 feet tall. Okay. I'm starting to, now the heart's starting to beat a little bit because I'm starting to see what's happening here. And, uh, and then he's walking around the mine and it's all the old tricks, you know, looks down one corridor, turns around and a lot of, a lot of kind of false, you know, fake out sort of like, whoop, nope, not, not a scary thing, but it feels scary because eventually he's going to stumble upon that fucking creepy face in that big black thing uh, with his creepy arms and his creepy beard and sure enough, he t- spins around in one of the corridors and it's right. And I fucking, I was, I, I have never screamed anything like I was screaming during this movie. And I got Kane Pixels is the guy's name. If you go onto his thing or just go to YouTube and just type in Rolling Giant. And I'm telling you, maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't. I fucking, oh my God, I sat there Monday night and yes, I did have quite a bit of taffy before. So I was, uh, I was a little loopy and, um, and I'm, but I'm sitting there and he sees this fucking thing and I'm like, what the fuck? What's happening, right? This thing is just moving around. What the fuck? And by the way, the whole mall evidently was rendered in, uh, uh this program called, uh, uh blender. I'm so not, it's just like uh, the cruel irony of being born when none of this stuff existed, but I could have done so much and I know it's not too late. I can do this shit and I can learn it and I can whatever, but it's, uh, it's, so I'm, I'm, I'm just watching this. Like, this is not actually a mall. Like, no, it was modeled after a mall that's been in Texas that's been demolished. Um, and evidently this giant rolling thing was like this creepy, <laughs> was a real thing that they would have during this like art nature something celebration you know come see the giants the rolling giants and they would have all these creepy things and so i get I'm, I'm sure the kid is probably grew up there and grew up going and being terrified by this fucking giant thing and so he made a movie and you think that it's a real mall because the reflections of the lights everything is so fucking detailed that at no, 
there's there were a handful of times where I'm like, okay, yeah, that does kind of look rendered. And the rest of it is like, no, this can't be. This is you're telling me this whole fucking video is just it's all done in a fucking computer program? Sound like an old guy. Like, the computer did this? <laughs> um, but it's it's just like it's so seamless. It's just it's incredible. And it's just, you know, it's got kind of that grainy sort of home video quality, which probably masks some of the, helps it look more real than CG. But, oh my God, it's, and 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 it's it does take, it's a slow go. It's 40 minutes that, you know, maybe could have been done in 20, but like, I'm okay with the fact that it's 40. And he's, and he's, he's running, he runs back to try and escape and there's like, it's like it's caved in so we can't get out of the stairs oh my god and he's just stuck in the mall with this fucking guy and then the lights go out and then the lights come on and the music is playing and it's like oh my god this fucking rolling giant is a supernatural entity and he's coming for and and it's one of those things i i want to i i want to talk about it so it's just it scared the fuck out of me and my kids were like shushing me like dead dead and I'm like, you can't show me this movie and then yell at me because I'm being too loud because I'm scared out of my fucking seat right now. And I'm I'm not screaming to be like funny. I'm not screaming to, you know, to get a rise. I'm screaming because this movie is scaring me fucking half to death or maybe three quarters of the way to death. I don't know. It scared the shit out of me. And he's keeps and he's running from the guy and then like, oh my God. And then uh, just stuff that, and then you think like, okay, so these are the rules. Uh, you know, he can go in certain places and be safe. And then you realize there are no rules. This fucking rolling giant can do anything he wants. And it's like, oh my God. Oh my God. It's so, it's so creepy. It's so fucking good. And I, oh my gosh, I just, I couldn't stop. To, I haven't, I haven't stopped talking about it. And I went, I, I, I woke up yesterday morning. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch some of this over again in the daylight with all the lights on because there's no way. And, and I'm, you know, perfectly, you know, no taffy, just a, a clean mind and a clean, you know, clean whatever. And I, I recorded myself. I posted on TikTok the video. I taped myself watching this to see. And it was, a, it was as legitimate. And you can see it. There's no acting. I can't act. I watched it again, and the first time that he spins around and that fucking giant is right there, I screamed like there was a fucking uh, skeleton ghoul climbing through my window. It's crazy. So anyway, that that was my one hour of getting to like five minutes of telling you uh, I highly recommend Rolling Giant <laughs> on YouTube. I just, I loved it. And it was like, it, it played on like, not just the fear of like, ooh, jump scares and turning down the dark corridor and the lights flickering and the spooky noises and sound. That was all great. It's perfect. What got to me was that this touched like something so deep, like rooted in my childhood fears. And that's the brilliance of it. It is brilliant. And he does all these, his main thing is it's called, uh, I think it's called back rooms, the back room. And it's a very similar thing. It's like somebody gets trapped in this big, like liminal space with all these rooms and walls and corridors. And you hear these noises. And then there's this fucking ghoul monster, like running after you. And that's, to me, that's the scare, like being chased by something and actually seeing the thing and seeing how scary it looks 
and the fact that there's probably no escape, but you're still trying anyways, even though you know it's like, oh my God, I'm fucked. That's so good. It's so good. Rolling Giant. Highly recommend. Six stars out of five. Well, I don't know about that, but it, it's, it's, yeah, I, it's fucking, for me, it's a six, it's five stars out of five stars. It's so great. And this kid's, this kid's fucking 17 years old when he made it. He's like 18 now. He's going to have such a fucking career. I can't wait to see like what else he does. It's amazing. Rolling giant. All right, that's it. I'm going to go. We'll talk to you next time. Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.